Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. The Volume. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. The Cowboys are seven-point favorites against the Packers this weekend, and I am excited to see how they manage to mess it up. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Jenkins. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code Jenkins. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It is Thursday, February 22nd, and we have got a ton of hilarious stuff to talk to you about today. Very excited, and uh, and thanks to everyone who's been watching the Love is Blind recap episodes. That's been crazy. We've been hearing from all kinds of people about our Love is Blind takes. Oh, yeah. An old family friend. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, you go ahead because you got to. You saw you said old family friend. Oh, old family friend. Like uh, my mom, when I lived out in LA for like two years as a kid, I was like three and four. Like I hadn't seen her since that since that long. But she saw a video. She saw the YouTube which her brother sent to her, and was like, "Yo, you should check out check this out. I know you watch that show a lot." And she was like, "He looked familiar. What the like? You know what I'm saying?" And then uh, she uh, saw the St. Louis hat in the background. And she was like, John Anthony? (laughs) 
hit my mom up. They known each other for like shit. I don't know, bro. Forty years as long as I've been around. So yeah, man, crazy. You know what I mean? That's cool. I love. I love yeah. That. We're reaching right. a totally different demos, bro. You <laughs> know what I mean? 60 year old, six year old black out. women. You know, the brand is Brolic, nigga. You feel <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> Careful. We've also, uh, <laughs> we, we've, I think we've also helped bring a new demographic to Love is Blind, which is great. It's a, it's a <laughs> we've had a lot of people tweeting yeah, we, at us like, we, I was never going to watch that show, but I don't want to miss out on a Jenkins and Jones yeah. recap. We, like we, we, have for sure, we have for sure um, helped them reach the real nigga demographic as well. So. <laughs> You know, shout out to all the homies who have tapped in. <laughs> That's what I was trying to imply. Absolutely. Uh, all right. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by Dragonfly Jones, a.k.a. Tyler. Hey, everybody. How's it going? LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John. What's up, Bubba's? I'm Gardy B, a.k.a. Mike. Mother. Mother. Fucking Mike. Motherfucking and Mike. we are produced by the lovely and talented Jackson Sapphire. <laughs> What's up? What's up? We are also produce. I mean, we have a lot. Actually, we got a lot of producers. We never really shout Josh or Biko out, but Biko, uh, the the uh, even lovelier than Jackson uh, producer Biko, has recently moved to Turkey. So at the end of the show, uh, we're going to ask her how that went. She just moved from America to Turkey with a child, and uh, I'm excited for those. There's nothing better than traveling with a baby. Travel stories. <laughs> Truly, like someone volunteering to be in a in a uh, action movie that you wouldn't want to be in. But first, we have to talk about the feud of the decade: JJ Reddick and Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers said, when asked about the uh, road trip that included going from Dallas to Utah, that it was uh, one of the hardest road trips uh, ever put together, and that the person who made the schedule quote must have never been on an airplane. <laughs> he said i already know when people looked at that schedule before the season they were like end of a road trip back to back in utah mm. jj reddick went on uh national television on the talking heads uh giving hot takes show and said that he uh does not think that doc rivers takes accountability or is accountable and uh which i think i know people who are who like Doc Rivers, who I think would agree with that. I mean, I, he's got like a highlight reel of some of the funniest accountability dodges you'll ever hear a head coach do. But some people took offense, including uh, Austin Rivers, uh, Doc Rivers' son, and uh, Pat Bev, who leapt to Doc Rivers' defense. Uh, Tyler, how did you end up feeling about Doc and JJ and, uh, and, and, and all of this? And I'll promise you this, Tyler. Anyone ever says that you are not accountable on national TV? I will find you two better people to defend you than fucking Pat Bev and Austin Rivers. I promise you that. Dog, that shit was just like a fucking royal rumble of fucking you know Doc Rivers criticism. Like we had Spencer Halls chime in, we had Marcin Gartat chime in. Uh, basically, you know, after after JJ said that Pat Bev, who's going to bat for his new coach, which is what you would want from a guy, right? Like, sure. like I'm not holding that against Pat Bev. You know, th- he's someone who. Who that's his appeal, and I think he knows that's where he makes his money. Is he's someone who will get in the trenches and mix it up when no one else will, when it's above other people. You know, Giannis isn't gonna hop out there and, and get into a fucking, you know, Twitter debate with, with JJ. So, you know, he's earning his keep, right? Right? Like, you know, and I ain't mad at him because he's well, he's well, someone who had to do the little things like that to, to kind of stay around, right? He's it's also a two for one for Pat Bev because he has the new player with that reputation and their time uh, going with, the, with the Sixers together as well. Yeah. Yes, but he's also a podcaster 
who <laughs> content. <right? laughs> you know, I mean, the, A- but ABC like, always be content. Like, know? right. Like we, like, like we're going to end up, I think, agreeing with JJ Reddick, obviously, but like the best thing for the numbers of the show would be for us to say something that allowed our lovely and talented producers to clip out Jenkins and Jones blast JJ Reddick for Doc Rivers comments, <laughs> which is what Pat Bev leaned into and, and achieved because we're talking about Pat Bev now. So salute to that man, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and basically, you know, all the defense, for Pat, um, um, well, for, for Doc Rivers, it was just, you know, there was they weren't refuting JJ's points. They were, just, you know, Pat came at, at him basically saying, you know, you ungrateful. He's the only one who gave you a shot when no one else in the league wanted to pay you and blah, 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 which JJ refuted, you know, came with the receipts. And then, you know, you had Austin Rivers, who's like, you know, your best years were under Doc. You know, this is just completely ungrateful. Like, that was his whole point. No one was speaking to the facts of what he said about how Doc Rivers is just a, a fucking infamous accountability dodger we all know that right? right so so that was what was interesting to me about that and then it kind of scaled into a whole bigger discussion that jj took on the next day on first take about you know the, the nba discourse if y'all want to hop into that we'll, we'll, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a in a in a minute but i want to i just want to like i just want di- to drill in on why can't you just say he's won a championship i think he's a great coach um and leave it at that. Like, 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 like you said, no one refuted JJ's argument at all. And there's been so much conversation around, it, but I haven't seen anyone say no. Actually, like that would have been a real defense. No, 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 no. Like in a meeting after this game, Doc came and said, "Hey, I didn't do a good enough job of this." Whatever. Instead, it just surfaced the receipts of you know, there's the 76ers uh, uh, loss, which was like a super comical <laughs> like string of excuses. And it's like, yeah, man, like that's, you know, him going, no one gave me credit for going up 3-1 in a series that we no ended up blowing. No <laughs> worries. They could not dig in the crates. And they, they couldn't dig in the crates and find any film from this dude just taking accountability after us. What we did find, though, was a clip of him last year in 2023 talking about the 2003 lead that he blew with, with, the, with the Orlando Magic. We found him ret conning throwing people under the bus from 20 years ago we found that where he, right. he was just completely off base too where he was like you know you know you know we lost to the pistons what do you want us to do they won a championship that year they did not win the championship that year it was no one gives me credit right for yeah, going yeah. up 3-1 against the eventual champions and they were not the eventual champs that's the thing 2003 the fucking spurs won Right, the Spurs won in 2003, bro. The Pistons won 2004. The, the, the Pistons team that beat your ass, Doc, was not the same championship caliber uh, Pistons team because we all know, you know, we were there. What made that Pistons team a championship contender and an eventual championship a championship team was the acquiring of Rasheed Wallace in 2004. He was not there in 2003, bro. So, so yeah, man. I mean, not only was he throwing people under the bus, you know, from for some shit they did 20 years ago, he was lying like a motherfucker, too. Like, goddamn, dude. Is this the first time somebody's brought this up publicly? Because I feel like we've been talking about this, like, the entirety of the podcast existence. Every time we bring up Doc Rivers, we're talking about how he's not taking account- accountability. Why is there such a, a, a huge re- reaction to this as if, like, the entire NBA, you know what I'm saying, world doesn't look at him in that way? You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, no I, is this the first I, time it's brought up on, like, a talking head public show and i'm surprised that that's the case yeah yeah i haven't seen someone who played for him i think that's who, the difference that you know, is someone who, who, who played okay him. who played for him and, and was successful under him i mean i you know 
I don't necessarily agree with Pat Bev or Austin Rivers. Like JJ Redick owes his the end of his career to die. I don't I don't agree with Come that. On, but like, bro. but he, but but he, but, he, but he, he was successful under him. So like, you know, I I think that's the thing, and I, I think JJ is sort of the um, he's kind of like he's sort of like money laundering this like widely held opinion into the like top level sphere of consciousness of like <laughs> a talking head show and a dude of his stature saying, I think mm-hmm. that's kind of what the difference is, but yeah, man, like, and that's, it's not just us. It's not just talking heads. I mean, like you said, there's plenty of people in the NBA who feel the same way about doc. He's just a very like well-respected guy for whatever reason. I mean, I, you know, mm-hmm. agree, disagree. Everyone who is around him generally says he's a good person. I'm, I'm not taking away from that, but like, yeah, this is not like a, this should not be a shocking thing. I think it's more of a like, hey, everyone knows this. Everyone knows your aunt is crazy, but we don't fucking talk about your aunt being crazy. Like, that's what it yeah. feels like to me. Who said it, where they said it. That's basically what caused the issue. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's not, that's indisputable. <laughs> yeah. Um, JJ Reddick, who truly hates, I think, to his core, being caught up in this kind of um, narrativizing of the NBA. Like, I think it actually, like, physically bothers him to, like, you know, be in the center of a, a content storm. Um, then had a quote where he said uh, on first take, I can do a video on my podcast where I break down the last nine games. The Pelicans have used Zion Williamson as the primary ba- uh, ball handler, 54,000 views on YouTube. But I want to call out a coach yesterday. Oh, that gets tens of millions of engagements. That's the ecosystem we live in. So do fans actually want to be educated or not? No. I venture not. <laughs> We ain't in school. This is entertainment, yeah. motherfucker. Yeah, we, are, we are here for the mess, bro. Why do you think we do? Why, why you think we do a Love Is Blind recap episodes? We like drama, motherfucker. But um, <laughs> but no, I I I see the the larger point that JJ was getting at. You know, saying that the um, you know, the course around basketball is toxic, and yeah, that's the case. That is the case. But I mean, I I just don't, I just don't think that you can. I feel like there's just so many extremes on here. I feel like people think that that people just want either informative um, coverage or or entertaining coverage. I think people like like a healthy mix of mm-hmm. both, right? I think it's heavier leaning on the entertainment side, of course. But uh, but I'm I'm just of the belief that, bro, if you want you know deep dive analytical film breakdown shit, there's so much out here for you. There's so much out here for you. You're not gonna find it on ESPN on first take, of course not. But there's so much out here. If you, if you're really you know someone who likes to get in the trenches and likes that shit, there's there's the low post, there's the dunker spot with with Nikias and Steve Jones. Like they do incredible work, bro. It's so much stuff out here for you to find if 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 you want you know that type of stuff. And if you want to hear the silly shit, like like you know the drama and and, and cracking jokes, you got shit like us and other pod, plenty of other other podcasts. And first right? take, yeah, and Featuring first take. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I don't, I don't think there needs to be this civil war between the silly billies and the and the you know calculator pushers on this shit. There's enough for everybody here, bro. Talking heads are made for the masses. You know what I'm saying? Those shows are made for the masses. People will watch sports center that don't watch sports. You feel what I'm saying? And that's what first take is. You know what I mean? Like, you, like when you break shit down, it's for the nerds. That's a smaller percentage. You know that's why you get smaller views. You know what I mean? So it's just what it is. And I, I think it's always been that way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's the I think that's media as a whole. That's not basketball. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's more of a soap opera in basketball than maybe in other sport, but I don't think basketball in particular is that way when he, when he, referring to what he's talking about. So it's yeah. just it's 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 not necessarily an indictment on sports fans. Like this, that's just how people are, bro. There's people, a reason. Period. Yeah, there's a reason why why the number one song on the Billboard Top 40s. 
going to be some lighthearted, hey, let's party and get drunk type shit instead of some heavy, deep, thought-provoking shit most of the time, right? Like, that's yeah. just the way the people are. Like, you know, people kind of, you know, prefer the fluff and the entertaining shit, bro. There's a reason why Sky, Do is, Sky Zoo is not the best rapper in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that motherfucker <laughs> can rap his ass off. Too. He can rap his ass off. But, like, dog, nobody's trying. Not, not a lot of people are trying to hear that. You feel me? I think there's, there's, him, there's, there's, there's two components of this. One is a larger media thing that I'm really happy, actually. It's funny that J.J. Reddick ends up being the way this gets brought up. But, like, as a journalist, like, I, I hear that all the time. You guys have probably made the complaint. I've made the complaint. You see the complaint all the time. Well, why does the media cover blank and not, you know, this like serious thing? And the answer to that question is almost always because you are clicking on the fucking gossip. Like you are clicking on this coach said this crazy thing. Like and as someone who produces content and someone who's a journalist, I understand that. I don't have any illusions about what people want. Like I'm not a I'm not TMZ. I'm not out here like trying to, you know, ruin someone's life or something, but like I know if I put up, for example, uh, really good coverage that my team has produced of a high school girls basketball game, it's going to get X number of, tra- it's going to get X amount of traffic. If I put up a column saying um, not enough people support girls basketball because of sexism, that's going to get X times 10. Like that mm-hmm. is just like, that's just the reality of it is like people want anger. And that's actually why social media exists in the way it does. You don't click on a link unless you are angry or happy to the point of crying. Like that's what makes you click on a link. That's what makes you watch a video all the way through. You don't watch a video. Like there's more people doing that than there are signing up to take enrichment courses at their local college. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, and you know, the, the other aspect of that on the entertainment versus education, why is this? I, I don't understand why this is a dichotomy. People try, try and draw in sports. No one watches morning talk shows and goes, Oh, the actors are just giving funny anecdotes about other actors. They're not talking about the science of acting. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, no, it's entertainment. Like, sports is entertainment. It is most people's escape from their reality. Like, that's what they are. And that, I, you know, that's our audience, obviously. Like, and all three of us are interested in sports. Like, I used to watch the um, ESPN NFL matchup shit that they did, right? Mm-hmm. That was actually breaking it. Ron Jaworski breaking down the fucking X's and O's of like, this is this team's advantage. They put that shit on at 1230 in the morning, bro. Like, I understood what that meant as an 11-year-old. Oh, I must be the only motherfucker watching this shit. <laughs> I mean, Kobe series, when he was, Kobe series, when he was breaking down athletes, you know what I'm saying? It was beautiful to watch. That wasn't on television. You got to go to YouTube. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you feel me? And that's Kobe fucking Bryant doing it. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, there's particular people that love that shit. But that's generally not the masses. And that's just how it is. In the industry well, as a whole. And of all sports, especially in basketball, let's be completely honest. Like, I think your average NFL fan, your average Major League Baseball fan probably had a more involvement with the sport than your average basketball fan. They're probably more aware of some basic scheme stuff. I had a, I, like, we both, uh, all three of us have got friends who watch the finals every year who call it, who said that LeBron James is a bitch, right? Uh, like, all, all yeah, three yeah. of us have friends who just are you like, you don't watch basketball saying LeBron James is a bitch. You but that's I mean? like, but the, but people, but that's so much of the finals audience is like, yeah, I don't right, like LeBron because right, right. he's soft. Like, you right, know what right. I mean? Like, you like watched, is... watched six games this this year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah, so. why that's who you're counting on to watch the finals. And we've talked about this with the history of the sport. The Magic Johnson and Larry Bird did not drive the NBA to new heights because people were technically aware of the things they were doing that were special. 
It was no. because of the narrative of a white superstar and a black superstar. Like, that's racism. basketball. We needed racism that moves a needle, you know what I'm but saying? But it's a like, story. Like, yeah, it's a, you yeah, know what I'm I saying? Feel, like, like yeah, the, yeah. It, it's it, the, the NBA is more like pro wrestling than any other sport. Like, like, whether you like that or dislike it, it is more about the celebrity and the personality. And did you see that Jokic looked jealous when Brunson was coming up to Luka? Like, it's more of that than other sports because it's more about the people playing it than the other sports, right? You could be a Niners fan and all you love is the 49ers quarterback. You don't give a fuck who it is. Your, your grandpa felt that way. Your dad felt that way, whatever. Basketball, everyone forever. Like, I was a Lakers fan who loved Michael Jordan because he was Michael Jordan. That was the leader of youth culture when we were kids. Like, I, I didn't know anything about, wow, like his athleticism allows him to do X, Y, and Z that other people's athleticism don't. It's just, did you fucking see Michael Jordan, the dunk from last night? Like, so that's healthy. Sports science was wrong good, with though. that. Sports science was fire. Sports science would, was fire. Nigga, bro. Michael Jordan's reactions are quick as a jaguar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like the shit that they would say was insane, and I loved that shit. But yeah, but completely. I, I mean, I, 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 I think it's this as well. I think that as beautiful of a sport basketball is, as complicated as schemes and such are, um, it's entertainment. At its core, it's entertainment, and what gets you invested in entertainment is when you are emotionally invested in it in entertainment right like like you know jj reddick made up how his you know how his his film about you know zion being the primary ball handler only got like fifty four thousand views um but i'm sure there was probably some emotional stuff that he touched on in the video i haven't watched it but i'm sure he, he was like you know i'm wondering how engram's going to adjust to zion being the primary ball handler now right like that's an emotional aspect of things you, you feel me there's there's no way that you could separate that from, from this and you know, I, I'm, I'm just I'm just not a believer that we need to kind of just, you know, eliminate the emotional aspect of things and just kind of focus on on the X and O's and the, you know, syntax of shit. That, that, that's not also, my my angle. Also, he's yeah. ignoring certain things like Zion Williams is not like, you know, Giannis, you know, he's not as popular as he once was. And he's talking about a New Orleans basketball player. That's a very small market. Not a lot of interest in that. So, I mean, you, you got to take those two things into account as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that doesn't make as much sense. I mean, if you're talking about a player that everybody's a fan of on a big market team, that would make more sense, you know, compared to a talking head show that everybody yeah. watches. But even with that, the numbers wouldn't be as much. But also, you're talking about Zion Williams in New Orleans. You know what I mean? The Pelicans are a good team. But who, how many people are turning on the television and watch the Pelicans, let alone competing on YouTube for that video? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like yeah, the the SEO isn't going to hit, bro. You feel me? Like <laughs> yeah, and I and and I would add by the way, like all three, like we've all had frustration with the media uh, ecosystem around the NBA and sports. I, like, bro, I'm and not that's why we like I, that's why I said bro. football was good because you can learn while watching the sport. It's a better and product. So right, I definitely right, right. agree. There's a good me medium. Yes, yeah. So so we, so, but I do want to make that clear. Like we're not I, none of the three of us are like no. The media ecosystem's fucking great around the NBA. We talk about it a lot, like the frustrations with it. But I do think you have to start at least with a clear-eyed understanding of who you're talking to and who the fans of the sport are. And they just are not people who are waking up going, "I wonder what Brandon Ingram's off-ball movement is going to look like today." It's just not. It's just not the case. Like. <laughs> Even you for know, the most diehard NBA fans, that's a that's a that's a tough yeah. that's a tough right. one. You know what I mean? Right. And and Nothing also and also something that is just 
foundational and at the core of NBA fandom is confirmation bias, right? Like, you know, that's why we have all these stan accounts and shit. And, and that's why we have, you know, all these, 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 these sects of, you, you know, these sections of people who, who, who just, you know, root for certain players or certain teams. It's because they're like, look, I think LeBron is the greatest player ever. He is on the path to prove that to y'all. And I'm not, and I'm not coming off this boat and, until y'all are fucking convinced, right? That's why we, mm-hmm. that's why there was such a visceral reaction to what JJ said. Cause it was like, finally, you're saying what we've all said. You are confirming our biases on Doc right, Rivers, yeah. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You that's know, so, point. so yeah. So that's a big part of it too, bro. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Every time I buy tickets, it's a weird pick-your-own-adventure experience with a bunch of hidden fees, and I never know what I'm going to spend. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. I'm looking at the Game Time app right now. The Wizards have quite a few home games that I'm interested in coming up. They've got the Phoenix Suns visiting in February. They've got the uh, Celtics coming there a couple weeks after that. Um, you know, Game Time offers last minute ticket deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets of every kind of event in your area. You can view all the seats in your venue. I'm very much interested in the Hennessy suites that they have going on at the Wizards um, home arena. So definitely interested in, in, in investigating that a little bit more with this app. 
GameTime is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last minute seats. And with zone deals, you pick the section and GameTime picks the seats for big time savings. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code JNJ for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code JANDJ for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You know, we got some criticism from uh, our Midwestern listeners about our takes on Indianapolis uh, not being fit to host an All Star game, not necessarily being fit to host a visitor. Um, <laughs> but I will say this we at least had the kindness to be blunt and explain the way that we felt. Here is the uh, NBA's recently released new requirements on what it will take to host an All-Star game. 7,250 hotel rooms and a minimum of three five-star hotels. Convention center of 650,000 square feet of exhibition space. This is my (coughs) favorite number three. 75 nonstop domestic flights and at least 20 international flights. The NBA told Indianapolis the same shit we told Indianapolis. But we didn't start talking about your hotels are whack, your airport's bullshit. That got into the weeds, nigga. You know what I mean? I don't like the way you smell. Your jeans are weak, nigga. Your Your shoes is dirty. Your haircut trash, nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got in the weeds on that motherfucker. They started flaming them niggas, bro. Sheesh. Brought convention centers and everything in this motherfucker. Like, oh, your city's never hosted a Comic Con? Uh, Right, right, right. (laughs) You don't have three five-star, you know what I mean, hotels? You know, like, that shit got, nigga, that shit got crazy. You feel me? Oh, Christ. The flight, uh, yeah. thing, the flight thing actually is brutal. There was like no nonstop flights to Indianapolis. And I, when I went and I was like, oh, we booked our shit, shit kind of late. That's probably why they're all booked up. And I just, but I just looked at it for a random weekend in a few weeks. There's only three nonstop flights from LA to Indianapolis. And one of them is a red eye. Like for when you're descending from LA, nigga, in Los, like, from Los Angeles. And you're bro, LAX, all of these yeah. people uh, all at once. I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like say, say I can't take a flight with the stop, but like, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's not convenient. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna say this. I, I just cannot believe how much I have been leaning Republican with so much of this all-star shit lately. <laughs> dog. And, and I, I, I do not like this. Like, you know, we crack our jokes on how Indianapolis is, is, is a city that probably shouldn't have the all-star game, but I would have never thought the NBA would have taken, take, you know, taken action like that. And you know, especially you've got small market teams like OKC building a new arena. The, the, the understood unspoken rule was you build a new arena, you're eventually getting an all-star game, right? Like that's how it's been throughout the history of the NBA. And I just feel like, you know, the small market teams are getting cheated. I'm, I'm really turning into that guy. You know, the, the yeah. small market teams are, you know, get the short end of the stick again. And like, I, like we said before, all-star game is for the kids, bro. Like, like for, from like fucking seven to like 12. Like that's the prime demographic of the people who truly, truly, truly enjoy the all-star game. And I feel like, you know, some OKC kids just got screwed over here. I mean, they don't have the money to pay to go to the All-Star game, though. You know what I'm saying? So I think this is about that. You feel me? I, 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 I just, I don't, I don't know, bro. Like, 
Do we, it's like, like we just said, it's about entertainment, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You go to the all-star game you, and you're spending your money to get there, you want to be entertained. Who are the people that are going there? They're not going get, to get the same amount of entertainment in OKC and Indianapolis as other, as other cities. And so I see why they, there was issues. You feel me? Um, it's odd that the NBA would come out and just say, fuck y'all. You know what I mean? Like, that, that, I thought they you... would do it. I thought they would do it a little bit, be a little more slick about it. You feel me? But this was pretty overt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, to both of your guys' point, that's what was surprising to me. They could have just not scheduled the All-Star game in Indianapolis. Instead, they released a list saying, here are the ways in which we found you specifically inadequate. <laughs> like, yeah. That's fucking crazy to me, bro. Big, bro, I just, um, it's, it's just so wild to me that this is, these are the measures the NBA takes, right? Like, after you basically had so many superstars saying, bro, we do not take this shit seriously. And they're like, okay, well, we are going to only have this in cities that are going to be an even bigger distraction from the on-court <laughs> shit, right? Okay, you couldn't lock in in Indianapolis. Atlanta and Miami are the answer now. Like, really? How does that make sense, bro? I just don't get it. What cities would y'all want to see the All-Star game in? It's L.A., Miami, yeah, L.A., New Miami, York. New York. Um... I love Houston. Chicago, bro. Yeah, he's Chicago. I had Chicago. a ball in Chicago. It's cold Chicago's as shit. Chicago's your Chicago. Midwest one. Yeah, Even yeah. if it is fucking negative 70 degrees, whatever. It's fun, though. That's it? Houston. I, Houston. I Houston. Hell yeah. Houston. Hell yeah. Um, um, did you say Atlanta? Y'all said Atlanta? Yeah. Okay. When, they we say Atlanta? when they inevitably expand to Vegas and Seattle, also, I would put those two on the list. Yeah. Maybe, not see, Seattle. See, Maybe not Seattle for the masses, but for me. See, but Seattle to me is a great example of using the all-star game for a purpose, yes. right? That's a great, I mean, you, you hard launch like, hey, and then you announce that an all-star game in Seattle, the, the Sonics are coming back with this ownership. I mean, like, that's Makes a moment. in the world. That's fire, bro. That's a yeah. moment. And it is a like, you're, you're like, you're almost like acknowledging like, this is fucked up. We let this city <laughs> that we won't even let host an all-star game take, the, take your Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> We're back here as like, you know, you haven't had the NBA in Seattle in too long. So here's the all-star game. We're bringing all the superstars here because we robbed you of fucking Kevin Durant, James Harden. Like, this was not like the fucking Baltimore Colts sneaking out of Baltimore. Like, this was like we took the biggest names like in basketball to Oklahoma. We took them away from you in Seattle. Yeah. Anyway. All also, right. I think the the do y'all think the demo that goes like you know I think Indianapolis is they say is great at hosting shit like NCAA tourney and all that shit. I feel like that's a very different demo from the All Star. People that go up yeah. to All Star go to All Star want a, much different from I think people that are traveling to watch the NCAA tournament. Sure. So like I'm not saying it's a it's not good at hosting shit. I'm just I don't think it's probably good at hosting an All Star. I think there's very few cities equipped to you know fulfill the people. That are going to be attending All Star games, they're traveling for All Star games. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. NBA and NCAA fans are two different, bro. <laughs> two different breeds, bro. Bro, I mean, you go to NCAA game, you bring your whole family with you. A lot of times, you know what I'm saying? It's a totally different experience. All Star, bro. You might, you know, it's, it's wild boy time. You feel me? <laughs> or wild girl. You know what I mean? Hey, we're not as <laughs> inclusive over here. <laughs> or wild day. You know? Hey, you know what I mean? But yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about, uh, th this connects to, I just didn't want to talk about him that high up on the show, but this does uh, connect with uh, Doc Rivers. Uh, Rick Pitino challenging Doc Rivers for uh, worst accountability taker in the sport of basketball <laughs> right now. Rick Pitino, after a recent loss, said that <laughs> coaching this year 
at uh, it's at St. John's, I believe, correct? That he's coaching. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. He said that it's been the worst experience, the the least enjoyable experience of his life. He said that uh, quote, our lateral quickness and toughness is something I've never experienced. He specifically named individual players as being too slow laterally <laughs> to play. On Retired, his team. nigga. He said we're unathletic defensively. We have no lateral movement. It's not the effort. <laughs> This is your basketball team. Unlike Doc Rivers, you brought all these. You built this, you built this you, squad, yeah, you were, bro. Like, like y'all ever seen that meme that said, how you say Subway trash? Nigga, you made the sandwich. Like, it's basically <laughs> this, right? It's basically this in basketball terms. But, but you know, to, to, to Patino's credit, I think this is trash. I'm, I'm, I would just never be a fan of calling out college kids by names. Like, in the pros, go ahead and do that, right? Like, but in right, college, them like, grown-ass like, men, yeah, you feel me? Yeah, but I'll, I'll never be on, on the side of that. But, I don't know if, this, if we can necessarily say that this is Patino of being an under the bus thrower. I think he's just a brutally honest dude. Y'all remember when he was being investigated? This man put his hand on the Bible and said in front of a court that he only lasted like 15 seconds when he had sex with that woman. Like, this is a dude who's going to be a straight shooter at his expense. He's talking his about himself, expense. though, nigga. Yeah. He's putting himself on blast. It's different when you call it out, you know what I'm saying? 19, 20, 21 year olds, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I, like I said, I think that's trash. That's inexcusable. But I yeah. do think this dude is just a super honest straight shooter, bro. Like, 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 you know, I think that he's I wouldn't necessarily say call him an accountability dodger like like yeah, Doc yeah, has yeah. been. Because we've never seen Doc, you know, say, Hey, yeah, I'm trash. You know, say we've never <laughs> seen Doc. <laughs> I only last in 15 seconds, nigga. I'm yeah. a bum <laughs> in the motherfucking bed. I'm short stroking, yeah. nigga. I swear me. before you know? Jesus. <laughs> 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 Show stroke shorty, yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah, I feel like, what What I trip off is like, bro, how much money do you have? Well, you know what I mean? And you are on television, this frustrated, saying this is the worst experience of your life. Nigga, leave, bro. Yeah, it's time. Don't waste no more time, baby. It's over with, dog. You know, like, if you, worst experience of your life, it might not be the thing for you to do no more. Enjoy the money, enjoy the rest of your life, though. Spend time with your grandkids, my boy. Crazy. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine being that having that much money being that age talking about I had the worst experience in my life. The fuck you mean? I'm out <laughs> mid-season. Fuck what y'all think. Legacy built. Okay? I'm out of here, nigga. You feel me? Ain't no way. All right. Let's talk about uh the new uh food sensation uh dropping tomorrow on February 23rd. Tyler <laughs> This uh, nigga got the Oh, you talking about your shit? No, 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 no. This is this is Tyler brought this to my attention. I wouldn't oh, okay, see this okay, otherwise. Okay. But KFC right. is debuting a new pizza inspired fried fried chicken menu item called the Chitza. It is uh, fried chicken, I assume strips with cheese and tomato sauce and pepperoni on top of it. Tyler, it did a little something for you. I'm not gonna lie. Look, I'm I'm curious. Like, for one, fried chicken is delicious. Maybe not KFCs, but and pizza is it delicious. Used to be, yeah. Used to be. KFCs used yeah. to be fire. And <laughs> you combine the two, and like, bro, what's not? What's what is there not to be intrigued about? It's basically chicken parmesan with pepperoni. Like, you know it's what I'm saying? Chicken parm, baby. <laughs> That's it, man. I am, I, I am willing with to herbs and spices. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to venture out there and try that shit. Ain't no way I'm eating that shit, but this was the most American meal I've ever heard described in my life, dog. You feel me? <laughs> Pizza and chicken. You know, you can't eat them separate. Let's make them one, motherfucker. Let's see what happens, dog. I'm, I'm honestly surprised. Tell me how it tastes. Tell me how it yeah, tastes. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep telling the loop. I'm honestly surprised yeah. with, 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 the, with, 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 the, with the marriage that 
chicken wings and pizza spots have that no one's ever made chicken wing, pizza wings before. Like, it's right there, bro. You got all the shit. Like, so wait, me, is a pizza on top of the wings or they yes. just put wings on it's, pizza? It's, no, it's, it's, it's like some chicken tenders and they put, you know, the, the marinara sauce and the cheese and the, and the pepperoni. It's like fried chicken is the crust. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Hey, I don't know, bro. I think that I think it's a lot of steps you have to take to get to that point. You know what I mean? Chicken on the pizza, but like a, a stack of chicken, and then we go put some pizza on top of it. That's I see why it took that long to get there, bro. They, they clearly have an <laughs> obsession. But so Tyler's it's, not it's an just chicken, but an interest in making. I, I, I hear you, but making chicken yeah. as bread because they also used to have that yeah, chicken the, the sandwich where there was yeah. two chicken as the layers of bread on a sandwich. So they clearly that have was, this. Chicken Crazy. to bread pipeline going on at KFC. Well, yeah. it's got breading on it, right? Yeah, it's got flour on there. It's fried yeah. bread. Bro. I mean, every piece of fried chicken is a chicken sandwich. Technically, it's fried bread on it. Love that! Wow, that's a great point. <laughs> wow, <laughs> is it? Is it? Is there bones in? There? Is these like no, bones? No, no, no. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's it's like chicken tender type shit. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense to me. Okay, okay. I thought it was like actual chicken wings, like. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, that, yeah. I, I love that. We're not hot dog is a sandwich. Who cares? Fried yeah. chicken. Now that's a sandwich. <laughs> Tired and wired, baby. That's what we at with it now. Did y'all yeah. eat that <laughs> sandwich that had taste. that uh that had that glazed donut as the bread? The chicken not, sandwich I with the glazed donut as the bread. Did I didn't have it. That was actually where I got off the bus. I tried every disgusting <laughs> fast food creation this country produced prior to that, and that was the one where I was like, "It's time to grow up. It's time to put childish <laughs> things aside." <laughs> I hate when I got three bites into it, my head started hurting, nigga. I'm like, dog, I'm too young for this to be. You felt that sugar in your eyeballs. Oh man, I got like, nigga. I'm like, this is not. Blood pressure was beep beep beep. I'm like, damn, bro. How 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 hard did the McGriddle hit y'all when it dropped? Oh, that shit was crazy. Yeah, I still. Me and Rother was talking about making our own McGriddles at the crib, nigga. You feel me? Like figuring out how to put honey into like pancakes. You know what I mean? And making the pancake the bread and then adding like, you know, the cheese, egg, sausage type shit. She don't need sausage, but you know what I mean? For me, I'm out of sausage. Like the griddles is nigga, top tier. Bro, I, I vividly remember the summer McGriddles drop. Summer 03. I remember me and the homies had gone to Virginia Beach for the 4th of July. We had drove back to the crib. It was like 6 in the morning. We stopped at fucking McDonald's and tried McGriddles for the first time. And we was playing Pharrell front. And I was like, dog, this was a perfect fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, McGriddles will always hold a place in my heart. I haven't eaten them in like five, six years, but when they first hit, dog. Five or six? You yeah. haven't eaten them? That recent, nigga? That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yo, <laughs> nigga, you, Tyler you, you, has you the craziest different. memory of any human being on the face of the earth. That <laughs> no, that was a perfect. You have to remember that night forever. That was a yeah. perfect he also, night. He also remembers the time that he, stole, that he uh, stole some fries. His homie had a fryer, dipped the fries in there, was like, this will be the best day of my life. Like, it will never get better than this. No, no, no. You're it's underselling it. They stole the whole bag. They stole a bag. They stole a bag. A bag of go, chicken, go, 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 go. Of, of, of McDonald's chicken. I was working at McDonald's in high school. <laughs> Me and the homies uh, decided to cut school one day and play fucking uh, GoldenEye and listen to Equimini. And I had a bag of frozen McDonald's nuggets for a fucking 17-year-old. Do you, do you, bro? Y'all got high too, right? Was y'all yes. high as hell too? Of, of, okay. course, of course we got high. Um, so <laughs> we were some 17-year-olds listening to Equimini, eating McDonald's fries, smoking. Bro, life doesn't get any better than that. A lot of your memories are surrounded by food. And I think yeah. that's a lot of people, I guess. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You took a bite of that motherfucking McGriddle 
and like the fucking the sunshine, you know, synapses open up like fucking flower petals, bro. It's like food. Food is his version of mushrooms. You know what I mean? Like the colors on the on the on the grass and the leaves, like are way more vivid when he took the bite of that motherfucking magrito. You know, and maybe that's not food. I think McDonald's because a lot of your you know their experiences are surrounded by. McDonald's, like you know what I'm saying. I mean, the that's why McDonald's filet. is McDonald's, bro. Yeah. Everyone with McGriddle, always there. Yeah. Their you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but fish fillet go crazy though. But fish fillet go crazy. I'll give you. McGriddle yeah. is wild though. Fish fillet is fire. I, th- I, th- I genuinely think that's. I, I talk to my kids about that all McRib, the fucking I mean, time. I mean, so, and you also, I think I sent you the picture of the uh, of the Kervonigate quote we've had up in Vinny's room since he was a baby. The like, you know, note it like. Uh, I urge you to notice, like, if this isn't nice, you know what is. Like, I really think appreciating those moments the like not the like oh i'm at the fucking oscars but like the yeah. quiet daily moments like that. i texted y'all a sunday a couple weeks ago that was like all i did was play with my kids go to the park watch fucking football and cook today it was like this was just like a perfect fucking day i, th- I don't know i think that's a real everything in this country is pointed to making you not realize that that like at how cheap the most of those days are also you know what i mean but I had the same thing as Tyler. Like when I, when I was a kid, we were home all summer. My parents were both working and my best friend lived three doors away. And I remember every night I would go to bed like, you know, like 14 years old. Like it's probably not going to be the case for very long in my life that my best friend is three doors. He's a 30 second walk from my house and we play video games and basketball and football all day. That's Never. all we do. I just Never remember that. being aware of that as a kid. Like, damn, man, this is going to go away because my parents don't ever do anything like this. <laughs> Living that sitcom life, bro. Whenever I watch a sitcom, I'm always in this. I'm like, bro, you and four of your best friends live in the same apartment building? Like, how perfect is that? You know what I'm Crazy. saying? Crazy. College. Yeah. That's good. Like, people, you only get that shit in college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I feel like my memories are surrounded by, like, Earth shit. Like, the planet. You know what I mean? Like, oh, this motherfucking, this is a beautiful fucking day. I remember, like, in seventh grade, Playing basketball and it was spring in Tennessee. Sat down on the ball and just was like, "This is fucking beautiful. I can't believe we get a chance to live here." You know what I mean? So like, usually like outdoors is like where I'm like, "Oh my god!" You know what I mean? Like that's when I have like those moments. I, yeah. I know I'll and I in that moment I knew I'd never forget that moment. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I will never forget this moment. Like it felt a particular way. And I just think like like Earth like Earth is my McRib. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have those moments uh, traveling now, too. I did not have that at all when I was a kid. It was just, where are we? You know what I mean? All right. Well, I might be about to have one of these moments right now. I have procured a Reese's Caramel Big Cup. Oh, boy. If you guys are okay watching me eat for 15 seconds, I'm going to try it right now. This is hot off the presses. Thank you to my unnamed assistant in helping me get one of these. All right. I'm nervous about this because, first of all, the Big Cup is not my favorite Reese's product. I do not prefer the ratio when there's this much peanut butter. Oh, too much peanut butter? Yeah. So can you describe this? So it's like a bigger Reese's cup and it has supposed to have caramel inside in addition to the peanut butter? Yes. And if I'm to go by the packaging, it looks like the caramel is in a layer on the bottom, which also makes me worried texturally about it because of peanut butter. One of the things I love about a Reese's seasonal peanut butter candies is that you get the juxtaposition of the dry peanut butter with just a little bit of the moistness from the chocolate. You know what I mean? But I don't know if it's a JJ Reddick style. (laughs) I don't know. Juxtaposition talking about fucking Reese's is crazy, but go ahead, brother. (laughs) 
They sell a lot of of them off that juxtaposition, my brother. Do people want to be educated or not? Okay. (laughs) I want to be educated, which is why I'm advocating that you go against your three normal strategy of one bite. I can't do a big cup. You have to. I want to see a cross section. I need to see. I want to see the. Oh, okay. These are too big. It's probably. Oh, God damn. Twice the size. Dog it. Nigga. <laughs> it's probably twice the size of a Reese's <laughs> peanut butter cup. So yeah, I would right. I wouldn't personally crack it. <laughs> One bite everybody knows the like, a, like an animal. <laughs> Me. Riveting. Bro, don't leave us hanging, bro. I know that mic's picking up that chew sound. <laughs> hear that caramel smack on oh his yeah <laughs> smack it on his leg there's caramel in there oh you don't like it it's mid to you oh. it's mid to you so the caramel's on the bottom okay that's great to me it's not a real high quality caramel you ain't fucking with it jackson no that, it sounds that good. shit looks solid it, it looks you, you it looks great i don't know man that caramel ain't goopy enough for me bro like, that's, like what it's, it's a, that's what I'm saying. I was expecting it to be like a Ghirardelli it's type, not, like, a, like actually yeah. like kind of gooing yeah. out of the, the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. bottom. Go- you know is it thin? Is that what you're saying? Or like it's, what's it's, it's not thin as... and it's it's not the right consistency, which is difficult because if they put if it was truly a soft caramel, it probably melts in with the peanut butter. Is yeah. this your only the only Reese's you taste where it's just been mid to you? Because it seems like you're just you're a su- Reese's super fan. Like you know, I've I mean? tasted every Reese's product they've ever put out, and I've only talked about the ones that truly like mean something to me. You know what okay, I mean? Okay, okay. So Which is it's the regular a lot of, and, the, and the seasonal. Well, I mean, okay. Sorry, I don't want to open up Pandora's box. <laughs> what, how do y'all feel about the Reese's Take Five? This is a long-standing debate between me and Char. I don't even Char, know. Char preferred. You know. You know. You don't know what Take Five Bar is, bro. I said I'm not a fan. Oh, okay. I, 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 I had them like in in when people were giving them away for Halloween, but I never would buy one. Oh, myself, this has so pretzels. I guess in it? it means yeah. It. yeah. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't do the I don't do the sweet savory. I'm with Tyler. The sweet and salty. You don't fuck with it, Tyler. I don't fuck with the sweet salty. I'm mad at it, but yeah. I I love I love the Reese's Take Five, but Char preferred the Take Five when the peanut butter was not Reese's. Cause she, cause mm. it's like, it's almost like too sweet for her. The, the, it's like too much sweet and too much salty. Mm-hmm. Cause she liked the salty with a little bit of sweet <clears throat> that went too far. I feel like that's kind of how I feel about this. It's, I wouldn't say it's mid. I mean, I'm still going to finish this. Okay. I was wondering if you're going to finish it. I'm like, you look like you put it down. I'm like, you put down the Reese's like I put it down. Cause we probably don't need more audio of me chewing, but, uh, <laughs> okay. Understandable. Yeah, I like <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, it didn't do for me what I was hoping it would do. If it had to, if it had like a soft <laughs> caramel in it, I feel like they would really have done something. You know what I mean? You think it's cause it's the early release. Maybe they'll, Change it up a little bit. Get three the months out, from like it's an iPhone. Yeah, 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 yeah. For no, sure. Yeah. I think listen, listen, it's when you get the update. Maybe the it, you know what I'm saying. It hit yeah. better. You feel me? No, I think it's very similar to. I mean, this is going to be the same thing with the fucking chitza. You can't have the the if the marinara gets into the breading and makes the breading soft. That's going to be disgusting, right? Like that's mm. that's not what you would want from the chitza. I feel like they had a similar issue. They had to go with a thicker, more sedentary uh, caramel. Because otherwise, mm-hmm. it just gets absorbed by the peanut butter. Well, why would you, know you I mean? want that? That'd be great. That sounds like it'd be. I, I'm not mad at being absorbed. But people by are going to eat it caramel. and go, "Oh, it's just a car- It's just caramel flavored peanut butter." I can't see. Do okay. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But people yeah, get I, caramel. I they want to. 
it's like sexual. They already got sued once because the the eyes aren't on the motherfucking, you know, pumpkin. So, yeah, they got to see the caramel. Yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, Biko, can you uh, can you hop on? All right. Hi, Biko. Hi. Hi. Our our wonderful producer, Biko, uh, has recently moved with uh, her daughter to Turkey because her uh, husband is playing professional soccer there, which is (laughs) probably the only reason that you could ever have seen yourself moving to Turkey, I would assume. But uh, Biko, how has it been in Turkey for the last week? And uh, can you tell us the story, tell the listeners the story of taking a baby uh, cross uh, world, cross globe? Yeah, um, I so my daughter is 20 months and um, so a year and a half and uh, she she's just at that age where I mean, you guys know, like she's just wild, like all over the place, exploring new things, learning that she can throw things on the floor. Um, <laughs> it's So the last few weeks, she's like hit that phase like majorly. So I was kind of nervous flying with her. I already have anxiety as it is. So I'm like, OK, what can we do to prepare for this? Um, I've flown with her a lot, but this is, was my first international flight with her. Um, so I was definitely prepared. I like did the whole, like I had a carry on backpack with, like, I brought like a rolly luggage and I put another carry on in the luggage so I could like pull that. And then I had her stroller, which if you guys don't have the Duna, I definitely say Duna stroller is a fucking game changer. Um, I've traveled with that with her. It's like one of those things that collapses and it goes into a car seat when they're petite the enough. Clutch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's so worth it. Um, but anyway, so I basically got on the flight. We we're lucky enough to fly business, which I think my story would be very different if we had to fly economy. Um, hats off to the parents that do that on an international flight because I could not imagine like not having space with a toddler. Um, but yeah, I mean the flight was crazy. We get there and I had five bags with me. Um, so that in itself, you know, five large bags were moving here for a year and a half and uh, that and then my carry ons. And she was actually pretty good. I feel like it's wild to say that this was the best she's ever been when I flown with her. Um, but I think because we had like our own seat and she had like headphones and I don't really let her watch her like iPad that much. So I was just like full on survival mode of like, we had talked about Mark. this before. You guys gave me advice of like, throw the mom guilt, parent guilt out the window. And I like downloaded a bunch of shows some, for her. Some days you just got to get through, bro, for sure. Yeah. And not only that, but like I looked up some toys that were like magnetic that wouldn't go everywhere. Um, but of course, you know, our first flight was to Chicago. And of course, um, we sat on the tarmac for an hour. And mm. that one was just like the two and two plane. So it was a really small airplane. And we're the very first seat. And thank God the guy next to us. This is what I also have to say about flying is most I've had a great experience. There's only been one person that has given me evil eyes when my daughter has been wild. And um, that person. But yeah, um, but this guy next to me, my daughter did not want anything to do with me. So she's like crawling all like kind of like going up to him and like, you know, like looking <laughs> at him and kind of tapping yeah. him. And I'm like, please, yeah. like if if she's bugging you, like, just tell me. And he's like, no, 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 it's OK. You know, um, which is weird to think about because I feel like as a parent, you're like, this is weird. I shouldn't let my child go to this stranger. But I, I, 
I was just kind of like, I don't know, you're sitting right next to me. Like, you know, sure, so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and our flight, our second flight. So we ended up sitting on that one for an hour and then we get to Chicago <coughs> and they're pretty much like, oh, now you have to run. Um, and I had to wait for my stroller. And I don't know if you guys have ever like gate check strollers, gate check but that strollers, takes for sure. freaking forever. Yeah. And they put them in. They, yeah. Right. Line oh, is yeah. basically <laughs> empty by the time you get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, it's crazy. So they finally bring it up and they're like, you have to run that way. Take this bus. The bus is going to take you to the other terminal. That's terminal five. You have to get there and then you're going to have to run and you have 10 minutes to get there. And I'm like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> So I'm like sprinting through the airport with her in the stroll. I'm like running with like my, my like luggage and her. You're doing the home alone. You're just straight up. Oh my God. (laughs) I probably looks like an asshole, but, um, and then I get to this, this thing and the woman's being like, you need to get her out of the stroller. So then I have to figure out how to hold her, hold the stroller and hold the bag, walk down a bunch of stairs. I get on this bus. The bus is like outside waiting for these planes to take off. So we're just kind of sitting there. And then this guy helps me grab my bag because he's like, oh, you're going to Istanbul too. Like, I'll go with you. I'll like carry your like luggage for you. And then the plane left without us. So we had to mm. stay the night in Chicago next morning, got on the flight to come here. And then when we got here, we had what was supposed to be a three hour drive, but it ended up being a five hour drive in an hour ferry. Um, so it was really long. <laughs> Um, but Super mom shit, man. Crazy. Kudos to you. Like, I'm really lucky. She was she was really good. And like we just came across people that were great with kids and all had kids. So if you could like people would look at you and just kind of know and they just start playing with her with the toys in front of her. Um and yeah, I would just say, like, I think the thing about traveling, I have to always remind myself is there are those people who have kids or have kids who are older and they you just have to ask for help and I'm not good at asking for help. So it's mm-hmm. like, if you look at someone, you're like, can you please get my suitcase from the top? It's mm-hmm. going to fall on me. I'm holding my kid. Like people are more than willing to do stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. And the one thing about Turkey, I will say so far is like, there's a major obsession with kids. Like they love kids here where if you're mm-hmm. walking on the street, you would never get this in America. People like will want to come up to Ryan, like, like pinch her cheeks like straight up, like come into her face and be like, oh, you know, like start talking to her. And I'm like, hi. And then they realize I'm American because I still don't speak any, uh-huh. right. yeah, yeah. any Turkish words yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of the best thing so far is, yeah, people just like really love kids. So that's just oh, that's great. a lot that's easier. Because um, yeah, I don't know. I tweeted the other day, like going to lunch or breakfast or anything with your toddler is just like, an experience in itself so it's nice that people are around and like say hi and yeah i'm glad i'm glad you guys are settled in i feel like you actually just touched on what we were talking about earlier which is like uh when you view the world primarily through social media the algorithm is like juiced to show you people yelling at a mom about (laughs) having a kid on a plane but that's so few people in the actual world and yes like we've traveled with kids Shars traveled with the kids solo when they were very young. I've done the same. Almost every person, even if they probably are someone who's like, I hate kids. Like they're so most people are so helpful and nice. (laughs) If you're like in a vulnerable situation, especially with your kids and there's just no uh, algorithmic uh, reason for social media to show you that data. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's like 
been the the nicest thing is like i said to my daughter is uh like already an extrovert she just like literally is the girl she's like in the front of the plane like high-fiving literally everyone walking on or going like this <laughs> and i'm just like oh my gosh that's <laughs> and great she just, like, looks at me if someone doesn't yeah. give her a high five so so yeah most people most people are great and so not giving a child a high five should be a crime you know what i mean like you should go to jail for not giving a child a high five that is so fucking weird but like y'all were saying bro if you're you're having a bad day when like a child being like hi hell yeah bro like what type of human are you but yeah like the people on planes like i remember like somi's worst flight where we were like oh my god we finally made it and there were like eight people that said y'all did great like you know what i'm saying she was said that like even like Don't when you're like, oh it, my right. God, yeah. you know, we've been there. Y'all handled it great. There's so many supportive people. So that mm-hmm. one person that was weird, it's so it's such an anomaly. Like you have to really be an asshole to look at somebody, you know, flying with a kid and like to give them like the evil eye. That's crazy. Like even as a single, yeah. you know what I'm saying, right. person prior to this, I was like, you know, like, you know, there's, there's an understanding. There's a social contract we have with people who are flying with kids bro you know don't be an asshole it's already hard enough and then breaking that contract really fuck those type of people for sure yeah yeah and the thing i remind myself too is most people now which we're lucky about are wearing headphones so i'm like most people are watching something or not really paying much attention and the only person it's bugging is you and your kid and i try to remind myself of that like you're living in this moment they're living in their own right Um, so I think that also helped me. Hey, a if lot. you can, if people can't afford noise canceling over your headphones, that's their fucking problem. You know what I mean? Jesus it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's if you broke, a, that's on you. <laughs> you feel me? You know what I mean? Should have worked harder. Another thing should have shouldn't have spent so much money on Starbucks. You could have bought yourself right, some right, headphones right. to block out the sound of my baby crying. You got on Jordans, but you can't afford fucking <laughs> noise canceling headphones. Priorities. Priorities. <laughs> the other thing too, uh, flight attendants are generally really kids too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Somi got invited to the cockpit a couple of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they really, they're really helpful when it comes to that. Yeah. Giving extra yeah. snacks and shit. But yeah, it's a man. Kudos to you. I just don't know how you did that. Twenty four <laughs> hours, and you know, kudos to, to Baby Riot too. Like I, I mean, for her to go through that too, like and, and be and do and be you know do it, go through it and, and, and handle it the way she did. Yeah, man. Babies God was so on both of y'all at- side. Yes, babies are so much better at those kinds of experience, though, because they have so little yeah. expectation of what reality is. It's just like, yeah. I guess this is what we're doing now. <laughs> like, but like, <laughs> not, you know, like not not crying. Mom lets that, me watch know? the iPad now. Yeah, cool. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. <laughs> Show me be like, crying and shit. So, yeah, oh, the fact that she didn't they, do it under that, that's dope. They have the prayer goes off, you know, I think like three or four times a day. And right now we're staying in a hotel and the mosque is like right there. And the first few days she's like, who is this yelling, you know, cause it's on the speaker right next to it. Now she just sleeps, she sleeps right through it. And it's just funny. Cause That's those fine. are the things that you worry about. Like this yeah, is going to go yeah. up at 620. She's going to wake up screaming. And now like Dominique was telling me, he was like, oh, she slept through it. That's what I did too. But he's like, yeah. she slept <laughs> hella loud. It's like right there. So how does that feel like, like, I think that'd be like little things like that are like, whoa, I'm really in a totally different world. You feel me? Yeah. But I think those are the things that are really dope about traveling and experiencing different countries and like open your mind to different existences, you know, but anyway, yeah. How does that that feel for you? Like to like little stuff like that, like the kids pinching, like them being so like, you know, 
loving your kids and like, you know, the, the, the mosque being next there and they're doing the prayers. Like, how's that experience? How's that transition been for you? Um, I feel like since I've only been here for a week, I'm still kind of sitting in it to figure it out because I was thinking mm-hmm. today to like, here it's so like, I don't think I do still think twice about people coming up and like talking to my daughter, but for sure. I was trying to figure out like how I would react in America. If someone did that, like, especially put a mace out, put a mace out. I think I would be like, what are you doing? Um, And I'm still a little bit like that, but people, their energy, the energy I think is just really different here. Like Mm. so far. Right. Um, so yeah, I mean it's gonna be interesting. He has he has a game on Saturday that we might be going to, and I feel like that atmosphere is gonna be really because it's like I said soccer to someone the other day, and I was like, oh shit, my bad. Like they looked at me <laughs> like they had no idea what I was talking about, and I was like, oh football, sorry. That's funny. Um, to uh, to to John's point, I love traveling, and I would love the uh, that the, the afternoon and the evening prayers, but the the Fajr, that's not for me. It's too early. It's too. It's too early in the day for me to experience other cultures. <laughs> you gotta like, like, give me till eight a.m., please. <laughs> yeah, six a.m. is a little early. It's a but, little early. All right, Biko. Well, thank you so much for telling us about your story. We're excited to, to have you out there and to hear more about it uh, as you as you guys are settling into Turkey. And uh, good luck with the game. And uh, that's all the time we got for today. We'll see everyone on Monday with our next regular episode. We'll see y'all then. Bye. The volume. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.